Welcome to the Independent Herald Sports Minute, a podcast of the award-winning voice of Big South for Country, the Scott Highlanders, the Oneida Indians, interviews with players and coaches. This is a brief look at what's happening in local sports. And now, here's your host, Independent Herald publisher, Ben Garrett. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Independent Herald Sports Minute. I am Ben Garrett. This is the second edition of this brand new sports season and we still have to do something about the flair at the end of that intro. It's like Ben Garrett and I feel like I'm being introduced as a member of the home team's starting lineup at a basketball game or something. Okay, it's not quite that dramatic, but still. Anyway, in the first episode of season two of the Sports Minute, we heard from the Oneida Lady Indians, Phil Newport, and today we're going to hear from his counterpart, counterpart at Scott High, Eric Henry. The Lady Highlanders open the season on Tuesday when Oliver Springs visits the farm. And we caught up with Coach Henry by telephone last week to talk to him about how his team is faring amid this season of the coronavirus. You know, we, we filled in pretty good. You know, a lot of people got playing time all over the place. So that's the thing with me. I really don't care how old you are, but if you come out and practice and you bust it every day, if you, you know, if you're knocking me around and taking – taking the ball away from people that, you know, are juniors and seniors. I don't care if you are a freshman, you're going to be on the field. Uh, you know, I got 11 spots and games 80 minutes long. A good player probably run four or five miles a game, especially in the midfield and up front. So you got to have a lot of bodies. That's the reason we run at least a mile and a half every day before practice, sometimes more than that. Uh, just, you know, just to get general conditioning. We do that before we even start with anything else. And it'll be the same this year. i got another large group of freshmen. I think there's six or seven of those guys. There were more, but they've kind of dropped off. But uh, still have a large sophomore class. All those girls will play quite a bit. And there's several freshmen that will be on the field. Uh, you know, the only way to learn the pace of the game and how things are done is to be out there. And, you know, I'll lose – six seniors this year so the more playing time I get for those younger kids the better off I'll be for next year because I've got to move some of my girls that were maybe in the back or you know defensive minded I'm going to move push them forward a little bit you know, like Tori Sexton you know she'll be pushed back up a little bit more this year she can play in the middle of the field uh, I've got a lot of girls you know half a dozen that I could put just about anywhere and they would do fine it just takes me a game or two to get everybody spread out so I can be the most effective team possible. And, you know, that's one of the things that hurts a little bit in preseason. You know, I think initially I told you that I was going to try to have the preseason play day tomorrow, but I, I hadn't realized that TWSO was like, yeah, we're not doing any preseason. Um, so we this week and, and next week we will do a lot of full-field scrimmaging 11-on-11 just so we can get game ready. Which that's a good thing with numbers, you know. I can go 11 on, you know, a lot of teams can't do 11 on 11 because they don't have, you know, maybe 17, 18 girls or whatever. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Last year, as you were coming into the season at this point, your girls were really focused on winning a district championship. They got into the district championship game the year before, but had come up a little bit short against Anderson County. And all the talk, all the focus was on taking that next step. Came up a little bit short of that, but did make it back to that district championship game again. So as you 
enter this season, is that still the focus? Well, I mean, obviously it's always going to be the focus to win the district championship, but is that kind of the new expectation now that Scott High will be in that championship game setting at the end of the season? Well, I would be disappointed if it wasn't. You know, this this group of seniors were freshmen when we won the district championship in 2017. Um, they've been in every district championship game since then. Uh, they've lost the last two, I think, to Anderson County by goal each year. If we can get our focus to where it needs to be, making the district championship game won't be a problem. But I just don't know if the girls are bought in right now enough to where that's a reality for us. Unfortunately, they have all the potential in the world. Um, you know, two years ago, we made it the regional championship game, lost to Anderson County, I think, 1-0, and went down to McMinn, wherever we were at, and, and lost down there. Just, you know, 80 minutes from making the state tournament, farthest we'd ever been. And all that was great. So this year's seniors, maybe maybe the success that we've had has fooled them, and they think it's just going to be, you know, hey, we're going to do this this year. And what I think they're failing to realize, you know, we do the work every day. They understand that. But a, a lot of success is in your head before you ever get to the field. If you think, you know, this is what we're going to do, that's great. But you've got to put the work in to get there. And, you know, I, I would be, you know, greatly disheartened if we weren't in the district championship every year with the Gulf team because, you know, once they, you know, realign the districts and we're we're in with, you know, schools that are similar enrollment and everything, similar locales and all that sort of stuff, that's great and fine. But we have to capitalize on it. I don't want to think that that first year we won the championship game was just a fluke. Now, obviously, if you make it, you know, three years in a row, you're like, well, okay, you, you can probably, yeah, but you don't want to rest on your laurels. You know, one thing to, you know, that's one of the things I've kind of played into the last two years about, you know, getting further and, and all that sort of stuff. And we did, you know, two years ago. And then I think last year, I think our little saying was hardware. We wanted gold plaques instead of silver plaques, you know. And maybe I need to get away from that and just focus in on, on the bare essentials of, you need to hustle and play 80 minutes a game as hard as you can or it's not going to pay off because, you know, other teams are not just going to say, oh, it's got high, you know, we lost to them last year. It doesn't happen that way. The first home game that we – or the first game that we had this year is Oliver Springs. Um, you know, they're a smaller school. They're a single-A school. Uh, and I'm taking nothing away from them when I say this. But last year we lost to them. 1-0 on their field. And – it had been many, many years since I had lost to Arthur Springs girls team. But, you know, like I said, credit to Arthur Springs. It wasn't, you know, that they're just a horrible team and I'm ashamed of losing to them. We did not play well, period. We weren't focused. We didn't We didn't play hard. We didn't play smart. We didn't finish. Um, and that's something that we've worked on the last few practices, something we talked about yesterday, and that was capitalizing on quality shots. I said, guys, you know, the games that we lost, not because – you know, we're not getting shots. I said it's because we're not settling in and getting a good quality shot and making sure we're doing all those little things, plant, um, posture, see where the keeper's at, fall through, all those little bitty things. You know, all that goes into having a good shot and then just getting a shot off. world of difference in soccer. I said it's not basketball where you're up and down the floor and you've got, you know, 25, 30 possessions a half that you can score. 
along those same lines, talking about expectations of getting to that district championship game and, and winning hardware and that sort of thing, I noticed for, for the first time, for whatever reason, when I was down the other day at the soccer field taking the team photo, I noticed your sign from where you won the district championship in 2017. And some teams, some programs, when they win a district title like that, they'll put up a banner or a sign and they'll have the year that they won the championship, you know, it's going to be big and it's going to be front and center. And that's what the sign's all about. On your sign, I noticed that one number, 2017, was very small in the upper left-hand corner. And I know that was done on purpose. Obviously, the intention is to put more years up there as you go along. That's exactly right. And uh, that's the reason I had it made that way. You know, you, know, you can have uh, one nice banner if you win that or something like that, and that's great. But it's all about expectations. Kids will do what you expect them to do at this age. People don't realize that. You know, a lot of people, you know, teenagers this, teenagers that. You got if you give teenagers structure and discipline, and you know they're there for reason. You know I'm talking about athletics right now. You can also apply that to the classroom. If you give them structure and dis- discipline, and set the expectation bar high, they won't let you down. They will try. A vast majority of kids want to succeed, and that's the kind of you know atmosphere that we're trying to breed here. Or I am. I, you know, I'm sure Jordan Jeffers is. I know Josh Terry works hard. Jake Wright, he's practiced all summer long, even though he couldn't go to camp. But uh, I've always just had, you know, the expectation we're going to win. You know, even before we won district championship, we were always well above 500. You know, we would lose three or four games a year, and that was about it. We would have winning seasons, but we're playing private schools, um, and, you know, we can't get to the district championship or get past that because, you know, that's a little bit different realm of soccer. But, you know, you saw that, and I think you even mentioned that in the article uh, in 2017 when O'Night and Scott both won district championships in girls' soccer because there were no private schools anymore. You know, it just shows that there's a lot of quality soccer right here to be had, to, to watch, to enjoy. You know, I guess soccer is an acquired taste. But, yeah, I, I, that, that banner, that sign is, is made that way for a particular reason because I fully intended to, to put several several years up there. And I'm not done yet. You know, I'm an old guy. I'm 46. <laughs> You're just getting started. Yeah. It took, me, it took me a while to get there, but I really liked it once we won it. All right. So this year's team, with the players that you lost from last year, the seniors that you lost, how does your style have to change this year, or does it change at all? Uh, we're going to be more aggressive on offense for sure. We have to be, which means I have to rely on fewer defenders and I have to rely on Allie to do a better job in the goal. Because this is what it boils down to, you know. The defenders in front are going to do their job. She has to she has to come up and make the saves that no expects her to, say, to make. You know, sometimes I see it coming in waves as far as the players that come in. A lot of times you'll get more defenders than anything. Right now we're currently midfield and uh, offensive people heavy, which is fine, um, which is why I need to get, you know, people like Rachel Beard on the field because she's going to have a big role as a sophomore, you know, man in the defense across the middle of the field. That's, that's just the way it is. Because um, once Tori and, and Abby and Aaliyah are gone, uh, you know, that's three big defenders right there that have been a staple for us for three years now. You know, we're just going to try to push more offensively, which means that's more pressure, you know, for the back, back four or five people that I have there. 
All right, so to close this thing out, we talked about the seniors that you lost from last year, we, and you, you've kind of touched briefly on some of the players that, that are going to be important to you this year. But let's go a little bit more in-depth, talking about your seniors and then some of those other players that are going are to play big roles for you this well, season. Well, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention Riley Cotton first. Uh, she stepped in last year. Uh, she was a little unsure of herself her sophomore year. and She was kind of timid. Uh, Judy Butts went down with an ankle injury early on. Uh, well, I guess it was preseason play day. And so Riley stepped into that center mid position. And besides, you know, like I said, Rachel Cross, uh, Rachel, um, Lily Cross, Rachel graduated about 100 years ago. She played for me, her sister. But anyway, uh, Riley absolutely was phenomenal for us last year in the middle of the field, just kind of threw her in, and she did great with it. And she has shown that same tenacity this year. Um, she sees the field well. Um, she passes well. She controls the ball well when it comes to her, which is kind of a – sometimes that's a, a low point with us is controlling the ball when it comes to you. So I know what I want to do is if she can control it, see the field, knows where she's going with it once she gets it. Uh, i got Tori Sexton. Um, she, she's one of those that I will move around because she's mobile enough to do that. She's a big, strong uh, – presence in the middle of the field defensively. Uh, Abby Bridges and all three of these girls have played, you know, three years for me uh, on the field. They're, even though they're seniors, they've got playing time every year that they've been here. Uh, Abby Bridges, she'll be center fullback. She has been last two years. She does a good job. Uh, got Allie Bailey in, in, in between the post again. Um, Allie, as long as she gets out of her head, she'll be fine. But if she dwells in her head too much, it's a lonely, dangerous place for her. So as long as she just plays keeper, she'll be all right. And uh, still waiting on Julia Butts to show up. She, she's one of those kids that plays as absolutely hard as she can. And I'm still waiting for that uh, to show on the soccer field. I've kind of been hard on her. She's been mad and hurt at me a few times, which is okay. But I told her, I said, it's just because, you know, I expect more out of you because I know you can do more. And uh, when when she shows up, we'll be, we'll be pretty good. Oh, I forgot Dara Stanley. Um, Dara, she, she works. I've got some girls that work. Uh, she's one of those that work. So she's not been at practice. I guess that's why I forgot her. And then uh, she's one of those girls that has great foot skills. Um uh, Stamina is not there for as much as I would like for her to play, but uh, she's got great foot skills. She'll be center mid force. Um, she could also play wing and up front. She scored goals for us as a sophomore and junior, and she can do that. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to get 30 minutes a half out of her, but I usually get, get about 17. And uh, I guess another one who's not been able to practice because she works is Aaliyah Maggie. She was a defensive uh, player for us last year. Started, played a lot, has a real heavy leg, which is great. You get the pinch in the back. So hopefully that she'll be able to, you know, get off the work schedule and get to practice in school, get started. But she's she's a great help to us as well. I think that's all the things I've forgotten about there and uh, Leah and Aggie. So. Okay, and if I'm remembering correctly, you've only got uh, a couple of juniors on this team. Is that I've right? got three, uh, Morgan Shelton, uh, Michaela Higginbotham, Oh, Gracie King. Can't forget Gracie. Um, Gracie has really 
stepped up her speed. She's a long, lanky girl. She's on the cheer team. You know, she's athletic, and she's serious about playing, and she has absolutely stretched the field in, in some of our full-field scrimmages this week um, and wore it out and showed a lot of speed. You know, we'll give long three balls to, to the side and everything down the wing, and she does a great job. She's one of those, and as a, as a freshman, I had her dubbed for up front because that's where she had played, but she's so rangy. She does a great job on the wing for us. Morgan's one of those kids. Uh, she'll be a defender. She'll come in and relieve people. That's what she does. I've been trying to hone her to get her touches down. She'll take three or four touches when she really just needs to take two. Um, and Michaela Higginbotham, she was out with some injury last year, and she scored a lot of goals for us as a freshman. Well, a lot of goals for a freshman, I should say. Um, and she is just a beast across the middle. She'll be playing in the middle and up foot on the wing. She's one of those girls I could put anywhere. Um, if I need a bruiser up front, it'll be Michaela Higginbotham hands down. There's no question with that. She uh, she does a great job. But, again, she's been plagued with injuries, so that's the reason it's good to have 25 girls. You, know, you go from there and use everybody that you can. If you give me 15 hard minutes, that's fine. You go take 10 minutes breathing, I'll put you back in. As long as the girls understand that, as long as they don't think, oh, I'm coming out for the whole game, and I've tried to, you know, teach them in their head uh, emotionally and uh, just, you know, give me 15 hard minutes as hard as you can go, then I'll get you the breather. But if you don't have the stamina, if you can, especially on the wing, you know, they'll they'll cover 60-yard runs, 70-yard runs, two or three times, back, forth, back, forth, trying to, you know, help on defense and then get the offense where it needs to be. Then you've got a big sophomore class, and a lot of those girls played significant minutes. Uh, at the varsity level last year as freshmen. So how do they factor into this year's team? Uh, sophomores, they're going to play. Now, they may not always be the starting odd over somebody. They may be equal as far as talent goes and that sort of thing. So if it's that, then I'm probably going to give a nod to somebody that's been with me longer just out of because I'm loyal to the players. And then, you know, older you get, a little bit more mature you are. Sometimes you handle things better. But, you know, I've got Olivia Rector. She scored goals for us last year. She can score. Uh, she can play on the wing. She can play center mid. She can play up front. doesn't matter. Uh, she's a hoss. She scores goals. She's low to the ground. I have a hard time pushing Livia around on the field because uh, she's low to the ground. She's got a low center uh, gravity, so she keeps the ball close. She's got a heck of a leg for, for her size. Um, Katie and Chloe Tucker, twins. Uh, both of those girls play hard on the wing. I could probably – uh, put Katie up front on the wing. I could put Katie or Chloe up front on the wing in the middle. Uh, she does a good job. She's aggressive. Uh, Katie sees the field well. Uh, Chloe sees in front of her a little bit, you know, but she doesn't see the, the whole field as well as she needs to yet. But that comes with playing time. There's Brianna Jeffers, she plays basketball, and she's a big, tall girl. She'll, she'll play defensive support role. You know, she'll so sub. She can go in there. Um, there's so many sophomores I can't remember the rest of them I'd have to look at the list Well I'll throw out one name that just immediately comes to mind among the sophomores, Abby Reynolds Oh yeah can't forget about Abby. I had her on the wing starting yesterday she, she's one of those players uh, You know, she's not very big, she might weigh 70 pounds she probably weighs more than that but she's tiny, but man she's aggressive she's fast um, and every day at practice it does not matter if I had one quality that I could pass on from Abby Reynolds to everybody else that they need, she will come up and ask me, what am I doing? 
what do I need to do better? Am I doing this right? Was I wrong when I did this? She will ask me those type things. And when you got a player that wants to know that badly, good things will happen. And so she, she, she'll play quite a bit, uh, either up front or on the wing. She likes wing. Um, and her shot and her just her overall strength has gotten better with, you know, she was freshman last year. She played. She scored goals for us. Uh, but she, uh, she's gotten a lot stronger as far as that goes. But she, even though she's tiny, she backs down from nothing or nobody. And I really like that about her. She's, she's tenacious. Kaylin Jeffers is a sophomore. She's a backup keeper. She's also a decent defender. She can play either on the field or between the posts. Um, I think she played in the post or in, you know, as a goalie, uh, for us last year a few times. Uh, all the JV games, she's played keeper and stuff like that. She's really long and tall, so it's hard for people to chip her. And she's learning to come out and, and timing that better now. Um, but she's also a decent defender, you know. People don't go around her because she's long and tall and she, and she plays position. Well, she's not the fastest person on the field. She knows that, so she makes sure she's in a good position. All right, and then your freshmen. Uh, do you want to talk about any of that group individually, or do you want to talk about that group uh, as a whole? Um, let's see here. Julie Lawson and Ellie Lau are both from Huntsville. They, uh, Ellie, Ellie can score. I've been on her. I said, you're a score. I'm going to make you into a better score. She kind of chops at the ball. I get on to her about that. She's got a strong shot. If she would hit it like she was supposed to, she would have – a really hard shot. Julie Austin played midfoot, midfield for us. Um, Gracie Lewis, I think, is from Fairview. Uh, her brother Trey played for us last year. Uh, he's a goalie, but uh, I teased him when he came picked her up one day. I said, Gracie's a lot more athletic than you. She's a small, small person, but she plays hard, goes at it. Um, and she's pretty good with her feet. Uh, then I've got uh, Abby Hearn. She's a freshman. Uh, she... Uh, She'll play a little bit of defense for us, maybe some center mid. She plays position really well. And a lot of times she's stuck on the second-team defense, so she takes on our first-team offensive midfielders, and she handles the pressure really well. Uh, more sophomores. Um, Zoe Terry, I've been impressed with her. Uh, she'll play a lot on the wings, uh, maybe even up front for us this year. She's She's taking a huge leap in how she sees the field. Uh, she's good with her feet, too, good dribbler. Caitlin Butts, Julia's sister, she'll be a sophomore. She'll, she'll play in the defense. She'll probably be one of the first defenders that I take off the bench to put in for somebody in the back or even in the middle. I don't mind Caitlin playing in the middle. She sees the field well in front of her, knows where she needs to be to stop progression as they come up the field. And then I think the last uh, sophomore's handbag, she's probably can play on the wing some. She didn't get a lot of minutes last year. She's a little bit timid, but, you know, as they get older, sometimes they come out of shell. So hopefully that will happen for her this year. All right. Scott High Coach Eric Henry talking about his team and talking about the expectations for the 2020 season, which gets underway on Tuesday for the Lady Highlanders as Oliver Springs comes to visit for the home opener at Scott High School. That's a game where you got to think the Lady Highlanders are going to be looking for some revenge. They did not lose many games last year, but one of the teams that got them, as you heard Coach Henry say, 
was that Oliver Springs team. So the Lady Bobcats coming up for a non-district rematch at Scott High on Tuesday evening. The soccer season actually gets underway on Monday as the Oneida Lady Indians will be traveling to Knox Webb to get their season started. And then Oneida's first home game will be on Thursday against Kingston. In the next couple of episodes of the Independent Herald Sports Minute, we will be talking football as we get set for the season openers on August the 21st as Scott High will be on the road at Cumberland County, Oneida will be on the road at Oliver Springs, and we will be talking this week to Oneida coach Tony Lambert. We'll also hear from Scott High coach Josh Terry as we shift the focus from soccer to football. But for now, that's it for this episode of the Independent Herald Sports Minute. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week. Get out and support the local soccer teams if you got the opportunity to do so, and we'll see you on episode three as we shift to football. <laughs>